Hello Dolphins fans, welcome into another episode of the New Beginnings Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Tyler Moss, coming back to you with a, another episode and another Dolphins loss. Uh, I, I don't I don't think many people were surprised <laughs> that uh, the Miami Dolphins lost to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, and Tom Brady, and uh, in kind of ugly fashion, uh, Dolphins, you know, slipping to the point to where they've had three pretty bad losses in a row to where they've given up a lot of points along the way. Uh, the offense at times has, has looked inept, and all, all the issues that we have seen so far and that I talked about last week, um, a lot of those issues did not get fixed. Some of the, a couple of them, it looks like they, they certainly tried to address, and some areas were improved in this game. Uh, but overall, just... Uh, it's it's more than just shuffling players around on the offensive line or uh, signing free agent wide receivers. But we'll talk about uh, some of the some of the little moves that they made, uh, changes that they made. I guess is the better word for the for this game. And uh, we'll really not talk about this game too terribly much. I mean, there's not really much to talk about. Um, we'll talk about just a couple of the areas that the, the team improved on, a couple of the areas that are still bad, and then we're going to move on because the re- the real talking point is is yeah we you know everybody expected us to lose that game we did lose that game we're one and four so regardless of what you know how bad these scores have been the last three weeks for the Dolphins I mean that says something about uh, that something is certainly wrong with with the team or with the coaching staff or the execution something something is not clicking for them. Um, but at the same time, you find yourself at one and four and you can't really look back now. Um, you, you have two coming back this week for a, a Sunday morning game, uh, early, early game in London. And, uh, all, all accounts have said though, uh, all accounts have said this week that he's been back at practice, um, Certainly, from some of the comments, it doesn't. Uh, I'm not really sure if he's 100%. I, I would doubt it after such a short period of time with you know an, an injury that certainly causes some pain for a while that you have to let heal up. Uh, but they'll probably have him wear the flak jacket, the vest over to help protect the ribs, and they're going to throw him out there, and we're going to see what happens because uh, really we're at the point where there's nothing left to lose, and if you don't uh, consciously make an effort as a as an entire team. Uh, to rally behind Tua and, and, and get behind this offense and, and, and coaching staff and really lean in and try to make something out of this year, there's, it's already over then at that point. So um, you're, you're going to have a chance. You're going to have a chance to come out with your starting quarterback. Uh, Will Fuller's still not going to be there. He's still going to be gone with injury. Devontae Parker's been struggling. I think they said that Devontae Parker was close to playing in the Tampa Bay game. So if they can get Devontae Parker back uh, for that for that Jacksonville game, um, give you at least a little bit more firepower in there, and and uh, but we'll, we'll I'll, I'll talk a little bit more in depth about that at the end. Um, I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, so we'll skip back over back to the Tampa Bay game. <laughs> so I'm certainly not as excited to talk about it, but I, I do want to highlight some of the areas that I, I uh, saw during this game that that were much improved. Uh, the offensive line was was certainly uh, certainly had a, a much better showing in this game. Um, and I, I get there's a lot of factors that that go into that, and there's it's 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 definitely not perfect. Uh, 
you know, there's still a lot of work to be done, but uh, we saw a lot more a lot more good things out of this offensive line where they weren't just every single time somebody was getting pressure on the quarterback. Um, they made, they made a decent amount of moves. They moved Austin Jackson over to uh, just over a spot to left guard. They put uh, Liam Eikenberg over there on the left tackle. And so they, they made some adjustments, and for the most part, it actually looked halfway decent. Uh, so I don't know if that I, I guess they're going to just move forward with this group and, th- you know, see if if they carry it over to this next week, if, if it's able to have sus- uh, sustained success for two straight weeks. And at least, I say sustained uh, sustain success um, in, in the way that we've at least seen a lot of improvement from what we've seen so far this year. So um, it, it couldn't get much worse. So there was there was definitely a lot of room for uh, improvement that could be made on a week to week basis, and we saw a little bit of that jump. So um, I, I I think they're they're probably going to run with that group, and they're really going to have to stress this week that they're going to have to uh, keep these keep these Jacksonville defenders from from because they've got a, a decently stout defensive line. They've got to keep them from getting to Tua, uh, or else you know we we could be looking at something even more serious, and we certainly don't want to see him get re injured. Because, you know, regardless of, of what we have or haven't seen from Tua at this point, I, I think at least what we have to be able to do is we just need to keep him on the field. We need to give him a chance, and we need to go through the rest of this year with him as the quarterback, and we're just going sling it, to sling it around. You need to go out there, you need to sling it around and see what happens because, that you know, you, there's no other reason to do anything else at this point. Um and uh, that, that'll transition me over away from the offensive line. I'll go ahead and talk about a negative now, and that's going to be still the schemes presented by the offense and defense, uh, mainly defensively in this game. Uh, offensively, I still, you know, with Jacoby Brissett, I've just kind of, I've just kind of gotten to the point to where I just, I don't think he can throw any deep ball. He can do some of those deep, over the middle kind of crossing routes, but even then, it's the, the bombs downfield just do not look like they're there. Um, there's been a couple that are close, so I, I know Jacoby Brissett has a big arm, and he can do that. But I think his his accuracy just is not there, and uh, all of these dump over, you know, dump offs and and, and short routes, uh, checkdowns, it was still um, showing itself quite a bit in this game. There's still holding not a whole lot of creativeness, but they've they definitely tried to uh, be more aggressive in this game, and that was nice. And uh, not. That'll little kind of skip me back over to a positive here, and that's that was Miles Gaskins, and uh, I, I think Miles Gaskin deserves so much more play than than what he has been getting, and uh, I, I've been harping on this for a while to see Malcolm Brown out there a lot when we've obvious obviously have a, a much skilled player. I mean, by by eye test, by everything that you want to go off of, and I mean Miles Gaskins been uh, he he's been here, so I think that he deserves much more touches, whether that's in the passing game, running game, than, than what he's gotten, and he uh, was a lot more involved in this game, had two touchdowns uh, through the air, so was was very involved, very, you know, utilized in a lot of ways that I want to see him uh, be utilized in. I think that they're, they're far too quick to abandon the running game with Miles Gaskin. I think he has big playability in the running game. Um, I know that the offensive line has struggled to create a lot of holes for him so far this year. But it's something that the team just can't get away from because his yards per carry and his his the skill that he brings to the game is, is very valuable. Um, and I, I do like a lot of what I've seen from Miles Gaskin this year. I just don't feel like I've seen enough of it. Um, 
so so they used him quite a bit in this game. I hope they do more going forward. Uh, I think he creates a lot of mismatch problems, especially in the passing game. Uh, but in the but in the running game, he can give you a lot as well. And I think going into this Jacksonville game with uh, a running back like uh, James Robinson on the other side, uh, you're going to have to be able to to try to have your own running game to prevent them from just dominating the uh, time of possession because that's probably what they're going to try to do because Trevor Lawrence has has struggled quite a bit this year. He's thrown a lot of interceptions. Uh, It's going to present a lot of uh, opportunity for the Miami defense to kind of right their ship, uh, so to speak. Uh, because they they have, they were certainly a negative going back to the Tampa Bay game for a negative. It's going to certainly be the defense. And and from listening to a lot of the podcasters and a lot of the YouTubers and, and, and Dolphins uh, personnel, or not personnel, but uh, 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 people who cover the team and, and talk about the team, um, <clears throat> I've heard them talk about the defense and, and how, how Xavier Howard had a really bad day. And uh, it was it, it's a combination, I think, of, of just... Tom Brady having one of those days that, uh, you know, whenever people that are the best at something are just playing their best, it's very hard to stop. And I think a little bit of what we saw was some of that because Tom Brady, Tom Brady played a heck of a game. Um, we know how accurate, how deadly, and how how great of a quarterback he is because we've seen it for years. So somebody who's familiar with this team, familiar with the best players on our defense. Um, it's just one of those days that Xavier Howard had a bad day. He gave up, I, I believe it was only three catches or four catches, but two touchdowns, uh, quite a bit of yardage. So not what you expect to see out of your big money defensive player, but at the same time, uh, guys are going to just have a bad game, and I think that was just the case here. It was a combination of Xavier just not playing his best um, or just kind of getting caught in, in what was a great offensive plan by the other team. And the defense as a whole just, you know, gave up so many, so many passing yards and, and passing touchdowns. Uh, they were able to to try to work against the run for the most part at times. Uh, they were able to, to actually get some stops at times. But but eventually the offense kind of stalled out again after, after getting some points at the beginning of the game. And uh, after a while, they just start to stall way too many times. Uh, a lot of incomplete passes, a lot of... A lot of, again, stalled drives that that turned into just giving Tom Brady too many opportunities with the ball, and and he lay he led a lot of long sustained drives, um, and just dominated this team's defense. Uh, Jalen Phillips has looked a lot better, and 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 uh, Christian Wilkins uh, on the defensive line ha- have looked a lot better. They've started to up their game, and they're making a lot more big impact plays during the game. Uh, but the secondary just on, honestly didn't do him a lot of favors here. And it's hard to get pressure on Tom Brady. Um, they have a team set up to to protect him and to uh, get these many, many wide receivers and, and dangerous options that they have open. So, I mean, there, there's a reason that they won the Super Bowl last year and they brought all of their players back. They're, uh, they're a high-level team. And so... I thought that there were moments and and uh, drives and series in this game where the Dolphins actually played really good football, and there's there's some good things to take away. Uh, it it stinks that whenever you're trying to kind of uh, get things right and and turn your turn your play around when you've been losing that you have to come up against a team like that right now. Um, but that's just the way that your schedule goes. You know you can't control that. 
Uh, you can only control your pl your play, and I, I will say that at least from watching this game, I, I did not feel like this team quit. I feel like the defense continued the struggle, but we continued to see some some good plays throughout the game mixed in, where I think that y you could see this team uh, doing some of the right things that we want to see. It's just it's hard to see that through a score and through a game to where really your your you know your defense was dominated and it's just it's hard to hard to watch those kind of games regardless. But but still, I was encouraged by a lot of that. Expanding on the defense, though, um, Jerome Baker was certainly a player that that had, in my opinion, his worst game as a Dolphin, um, and part of that is from his him just not playing a great game today. He he was he he wasn't as fast getting to those players in coverage or or getting to the ball and that's kind of that side to side play is really what he is good at. Um but they picked on him quite a bit in this game. Tom Brady picked on Jerome Baker over the middle uh, because he's not the best coverage linebacker. Uh, they 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 started to use him a couple times in this game and rushing the quarterback and that was actually pretty good. He was able to generate pressure and he's very good at doing that. Um, I, I agree with the team in the fact that he does have a good skill set and he's very versatile. So I think I think that they can use Jerome Baker in these in these uh, pass defense plays, uh, but they really need to try to bring a safety down and and get some more help over there for him. So so they're not constantly just trying to um, target him as a mismatch and get somebody lined up against him that he that he has difficulty with because they just kept going to him and they were trying to just hope that that Jerome would be able to just uh, get a little tighter coverage and bounce back but I think he was just having a, a little bit of a down game and and they kind of uh, they, they definitely picked on him for it so I, I I still really like Jerome Baker I think he's a great linebacker I'm not uh, I'm not giving up on him. I think it was just a, a bad game from him as well, and I look for him to to bounce back uh, going forward. because so, I think uh, I think he's still going to be, uh, you know, a starter and a, a big contributor for this team for years to come. I think he's going to be a good piece. So, um, I, if 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 we start to see more games strung together like that, that he's that he is struggling that bad in pass coverage, I'll be more concerned. But um, from from what I've seen from him, I'm not going to completely just write him off after this one game. But that's all for that. I, I don't really know what more to say about this game, though, because I, I've talked about some of the things that I liked, but for the most part, this was still a, a, a big failure as far as what we're seeing from this coaching staff, and that's that's the overall negative. The overall negative that is still hanging around is somewhere in this locker room, and I don't know if it's involved with any players whatsoever, um, if it's with just not great communication between uh, the, the head coach in Flores and his uh, offensive and defensive coordinators, that there's something wrong with that communication or, or that relationship. Uh, maybe it goes up to Chris Greer. Maybe maybe it goes all the way up to Steven Ross, and we're not looking far enough back, and, and we need to look back to the Tua pick and, and, and think if that was really Ross. Is there a disconnect there? Is there And, you know, branching from that, is there a disconnect between Flores and Tua be, because of that? Um I don't know. I don't know what the truth is, and we're not going to know what the truth is unless we see somebody get fired or something happen very soon, um, which I, I, I don't really think is going to happen. But there, there's certainly something 
there's there's a sickness somewhere in the locker room that is that is causing this team to just look like it is not the same unit uh, that we saw last year with ten wins. Because the problem last year with the ten wins, uh, dur- you know, during that season, they were they were some weapons away. We were looking at it. The offensive line was was still having some issues, but they were young, uh, but they were holding their own at moments. Uh, and kind of trying to learn together. That was kind of the process with that. As you had your young guys that you were, that you know you're starting three rookie offensive linemen. Uh, there's going to be some growing pains, and there were, but the, there were there were some encouraging moments during that year as well with the offensive line. But offensively, we just didn't see a lot of production. Uh, there, Tua was certainly struggling, but you know we we heard all off season, and I've talked about it multiple times about um, w- you know what percent of health he was at. And, and how that kind of limited what he was actually able to do with the limited offseason. It limited his ability to actually be familiar with the play calls and the offensive scheme that was there with Chan Gailey. I still do not like. Um, I know that the jokes are going around that the offensive scheme this year is so much worse than what Chan Gailey said last year that, you know, that we were complaining about. And um, I, I mean, I, I can't... I can't say that I like the offensive scheme this year. I think that it is a huge problem, but I do not think that the answer is to think that that last year's offensive scheme is it was better or what we should go back to. Um, just because it, it was, you know, Changili's offense was built for Ryan Fitzpatrick. It was not built for Tua Tungavailoa, and we saw uh, we saw him struggle because of that. Um, because the, he he was trying to adjust and create an offensive plan to incorporate Tua. Instead of Fitzpatrick, at the point where you know nobody really thought that Tua was going to be starting yet, and whoever made that decision made that decision. But at the same time, we're we're married to it now. It's over. Um, you know, we saw the result of that last year with Tua playing, um, going into this off season, and now this year. So what we've seen is what we've seen. And honestly, we haven't seen a lot of Tua this year. We saw we saw some stuff through the off season, a little bit during preseason, not much. Uh, and then, and then, uh, you know, we saw the win against the Patriots. We saw the loss against Buffalo, where he got hurt at the beginning of the game. So we haven't seen a lot. So I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that two is going to come into this game off of this uh, rib injury. Uh, you know, with this early game in London, having to travel, he's going to go in and come out and just completely right this team. Uh, I'm not. I'm. I'm not saying that, and I'm not. Honestly, I'm not going to expect that until I see it, because I think uh, where we are right now at one and four, we just can't go into this next game thinking that two is just going to come in and and everything's going to be fine. But I do want to see when he comes back in, what is this offense going to look like? Because that's really what this team is 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 lacking right now. The defense had that bad game against Tampa Bay. Um, they've given up a lot of passing yards throughout the entire season so far, but a, a lot of that can be attributed to the lack of uh, production on the offense and the inability to sustain drives, especially after you get out of that first quarter and we get into the second and third quarters where the Dolphins have just really, really struggled uh, to to either hold on to a lead or, or find any production on offense at all. But let's go ahead and talk about the Jacksonville game because I'd much rather talk about that Um We'll dive more in on Tua here going into this because we talked about it already with him wearing the flak jacket. Um, 
with the ribs and everything, I'm curious on how mobile he's going to be able to be. I think that his footwork and everything is still good enough where he can move around in the pocket and avoid pressure. But as far as rolling out bootlegs, getting you know, getting out to the sideline or running when the opportunity's there, I don't know if he's going to be limited at all with that. But certainly, a lot of that is going to fall onto this offensive line, like we, like I mentioned uh, briefly. And that's you know, if they're if they are not able to create a clean pocket for for Tua, and he's going to take some sacks during this game, then we're going to have a huge issue. There's, it, it's only going to take one hit before he's possibly back out of the game, and then we're right back to Jacoby Brissett and uh, probably losing more games because he Jacoby has shown that he's not going to be able to win these Dolphins games. They can he can come in and play and he can fill in, uh, but as somebody who's going to be able to give you that win, he I know he got close in the Raiders game and he he led uh, you know a great couple of drives there to get them back into that game and even to get them down to kick that field goal in overtime. So uh, certainly certainly a lot of a great effort was shown there, uh, but they, the team needs to get their leader back. They need to uh, try to try to have this roster come together and, and rally behind Tua. And that's I, I don't know if they believe in him that much. I hope so, because if they don't, they're going to go out here and they're not going to be able to rally behind him, and, and it, may, it may get worse before it gets better. And what I mean by that is that if Tua comes out and has a very bad game and doesn't look good, this this is going to be a very important week. Um, because if, if if Tua does come out and play bad, this team loses another game and does not look good against Jacksonville, then there's going to be a lot of tough decisions to be made because your next week is going to be against Atlanta, which is another winnable game. And this team is not going to be able to just set on a 1-5 record and not make some sort of change, whether that's going to be throughout the coaching staff, uh, the general manager, looking at different players to either trade for, whether they're going to dip their toe back into the Deshaun Watson um, situation or not. A lot of those questions are going to start coming up after this week, depending on what we see. So it's it's going to be a big week for Dolphins Nation. Make, make no mistake about it. And if they, if they do lose this game, we're going to, we're going to see the areas the team really does think are the problem because they're going to make some changes. Absolutely. So going into this game, uh, I'll say that I am hopeful. I'm going to bring energy into this game. This is a game that Dolphins fans need to bring a lot of energy to, uh, a lot of hope to. And it's something that I know we can be let down by. Absolutely. And we, we have to be prepared for that going in. But uh, as important of a game as this is, uh, not only for Tua, but for the team and for the coaches, everybody, uh, we, we need to see a good product on the field. And so I think a lot of, we need to bring a lot of energy, a lot of excitement, and let's just see what happens. Let's, I, I'm, I'm excited to just see what happens. I'm excited to see Tua back on the field. Um, because, I, you know, I've talked, I've talked about uh, other quarterback possibilities. I've talked about the negative of what's going to happen if, if Tua doesn't look good. But at the same time, if Tua does look good, which he can, uh, then we can start talking about other things. But I really want to see it. Um, I, I'm to the point to where I am 
really hoping that Tua can find a way to make this situation better and and uh, work out in his favor where we can have more confidence in him as a starting quarterback moving forward. That's going to be the part of that's going to be playing throughout the rest of these games without getting injured. And that's going to be very hard seeing as how he's already struggling with a rib injury and the way that the offensive line has played so far this season. Uh, so there's, they're taking a huge risk because they're, they're taking the risk that bringing him back out now, um, the possibility of re-injury and, and, and the way that the team has, has played. If, if he's either going to get re-injured or you bring him back out and he doesn't look good because of the injury, which there's not really going to be any way to tell other, unless it's just blatantly obvious. But, um, you know, you come out like that and, and lose the game because of that, then you're, you're, you're setting yourself up uh, to really take a lot of heat um, between, between this game and the next game. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be excited. Uh, I'll be wearing the Tua jersey. I'll be ready to go and uh, hope for the best. And uh, if, if, things, if things go bad, then we'll come on here next week and we'll we'll break it down and we'll talk about we'll talk about it we'll talk about what uh, what they could be looking to do we'll talk about um, what's said after the game because I'm going to be paying a lot more attention to that after this game of what's going to be said uh, in relation to what we see on the field and the Jaguars coming into this game um, have a decent amount of injuries uh, they obviously lost their who was their rookie starting running back Travis Etienne uh, earlier in the year. Uh, but James Robinson is a really, really good running back. He was an excellent running back last year, and he's been playing very good this year. So that's going to fall on the defensive line a lot, as well as the linebackers. They're going to have to work together. I don't know how much safety help they're going to use in the running game. Um, I would say a decent amount of it, because, uh, because as I mentioned before, uh, Trevor Lawrence has, has struggled this year. He has, has struggled as far as throwing the ball, um, he, he's had some pretty decent games, though, and he's looked good at times. But he, he you know, he's thrown some interceptions, um, and and the, you know, as a result, this this Jaguars team has struggled this year. So it's it's you you've been presented with what what's going to be a winnable game for sure. But uh, a lot of the areas that Jacksonville um, excels in, one of which being the running game that we just talked about, uh, is an area that Miami is very much struggled with so far and uh, the struggles that they've had in the running game have been just very confusing and very frustrating um, you bring in these guys on the defensive line to compliment your Christian Wilkins because Christian Wilkins is, is a very good uh, a very good defensive lineman he's very good at getting pressure up the middle uh, being disruptive he's very fast uh, but as far as being a really good contributor in the run-stopping game, he he is at times, but other times I see him more as a quarterback pressure uh, kind of player instead of the run stopper. And so they bring you know you get your Raekwon Davises, you 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 bring in your Adam Butlers, your John Jenkins, these big guys on the defensive line that you bring in, and they a lot of them have just not done well in in helping to stop the run in these games, and that's that's been a big issue because that's opened up a lot of passing. Uh, plays that this defense has given up as a result. Uh, so coming into this game, it's going to be a huge thing to, to they're going to need to uh, to really focus on. 
because if they're not able to stop James Robinson, it's going to it's going to make things easier for Trevor Lawrence. And that's just going to make things even more difficult for your secondary. Uh, so getting getting pressure on him and stopping the run is going to be a, a big factor. Um, uh, the, the breakout kind of plays, I'm looking for Jalen Phillips. Jalen Phillips should be able to to get after uh, Trevor Lawrence. We've seen him get better over the last couple of weeks and, and make a lot more impact plays. Uh, so I think um, as the season goes on here and including this game, I think we're going to see his uh, snap counts go up and get, you know, get higher and get higher. Uh, he certainly seems more comfortable within the defensive scheme now. And uh, we're seeing kind of the fruits of the labor with that because I think that he's he's shown a lot of good things the last couple weeks. So I, I look for him to be a guy that can make impacts there. Emmanuel Ogbo, we need to see a little bit more of him. He had a lot of sacks last the, uh, last year, and um, he he's had he's had some good moments so far this year and, and got some good pressure at times. But uh, we need to see it a little bit more consistently out of him. I think that, that he's another one that that you know we we'd like to see a couple of sacks out of him in this game. Uh, Jerome Baker will need to kind of right the ship a little bit. Uh, we talked about him struggling, but this this is a game where he can he can definitely uh, help out a lot at if he needs to break off and cover uh, cover James Robinson out of the backfield. He's somebody that can help with that. They could also use uh, one of the the nickel corners or a safety. You could use like a Nick Needham if you needed to match him up with the running back and man if you're if you're going to run that kind of defense, but. Uh, there's certainly going to be some options there. So I, I think that against a lot of the receivers that we're going to see from this Jacksonville group as well, that's going to help out uh, a lot of those over-the-middle routes, which they do run quite a bit of. I think that Jerome Baker, at least with with the skill set of these receivers on the other side, will be able to uh, keep those guys in front of him a lot easier. So, you know, to, to limit those big plays over the middle. So I, th- I think that that matchup is a lot more favorable. You're, you know, you're, uh, you're Xavier Howards and Byron Jones matched up against uh, their receivers, which I think, I'm trying to look if Marvin Jones was injured, I'm not sure uh, if he'll if he'll be out there. LaVisca Chenault will be playing. He's a pretty good wide receiver. Uh, so they've got a few, they've got a few weapons, but their wide receiving core is certainly not to the level of what we saw with Tampa Bay when you have Chris Godwin, Antonio Brown, um, it, it, it's not even close. So, so your your defense has an opportunity to certainly uh, take control of the game against a Jacksonville offense that has, you know, for the most part, really struggled. They've been able to find offense through James Robinson and uh, sometimes through the passing game, but certainly a team that has struggled this year, like the Miami Dolphins. So. Um, a lot of good matchups are going to be present, and I'm curious to see defensively if they can use this as a game to get right and uh, really put some points on the board for the first time, which will transition me over to the Miami offense. And talking about the offense, so I, I already I already talked you know in length about Tua, uh, but I want to see him come out. I want to see uh, hopefully a couple of shots, few shots down the field, whether that's going to be to Jalen Waddle or it's going to be to Albert Wilson. I know they connected on some deep passes. Uh, in the off season, uh, during training camp, uh, we haven't really seen any of those big plays come to fruition on the field. Uh, but but uh, Tua has been gone for the last few games as well, so I'm curious to see how many how many shots they're going to take with that. Uh, if they're going to be able to expand this this offensive scheme to get more um, over the middle crosses that are a little bit deeper and kind of look down the field a little more instead of having so many. Uh, short passes to you know check down type type of passes around the around the line of scrimmage because I think that 
you know, I can I can speak only for myself, but I'll at least go out on a limb and say that I can probably speak for most Miami Dolphins fans and say that that the offensive scheme that we've seen so far has been very lackluster, uh, been very unimaginative, and hasn't really put these guys in the best position to to go out and make big plays and get open. Um, I don't know how much of that transitions over to the fault of the players for not not proper execution. Um, I know that we've seen a lot of drops this year, and that's certainly been a problem. It was a problem that honestly was there last year that we would complain about quite a bit uh, in some of the some of the games where Miami would 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 lose, or you know they would they would dominate uh, the team's defense would dominate this Dolphins offense because a lot of guys would just drop the ball. It was very inconsistent, and. Um, and just an offense that doesn't have a lot of, uh, they, do, they don't play like they have a lot of firepower whenever they do. And a lot of that has just been putting everything together and their inability to do that now. Um, but I look for that from Tua. How, you know, how are we going to see the big plays? How, how's the mobility going to look? How's the arm going to look? Is, is the throw going to be affected by any soreness in the ribs or having to wear the flag jacket? Um, so we'll be watching them closely. Everybody will, I'm sure. Um, I look for Miles Gaskin to to hopefully be more involved in this game. Uh, but whatever running back they use, I, I'm not going to branch out and say that that I think Malcolm Brown would have a big game or anything. But I think if they were able to use more Miles Gaskin, they're going to have a big opportunity in this game to use him quite a bit. Um, it'll depend on the offensive line whether they're able to get some holes opened up or not, or you know, however they're able to handle themselves in this game. But the Jaguars have some injuries so far. I don't know if Miles Jack, their uh, their linebacker, is going to play in this game. Uh, yeah, last I checked, he had not practiced so far this week. And with the early game on Sunday, um, it'd be very difficult for injured players that you know to to make it back for something like that. So if Miles Jack is out or, or some of their other defensive players, uh, I saw there was a defensive tackle that was on their injury list as well. Uh, that, that could open things up for Miles Gaskin a lot, especially in the passing game. Uh, you know, working working over to the middle of the field there, out from from the backfield. I think that there's going to be a lot of opportunity there. So I'm, I I look for them to get Miles Gaskin involved, uh, and that goes for Jalen Waddle as well. I think Jalen Waddle has a big opportunity in this game to kind of have his big coming out game. Uh, he's had a lot of catches and a lot of production so far this year, and, and at times he's looked like a rookie with his hands, you know, kind of dropping or, or having a fumble. Uh, but he, but he's shown a lot. He's shown to be a very explosive player, like we wanted. And I think they need to, it, whether it's getting more jet sweeps, whether it's getting more screens for him. Uh, I know that I, I've been frustrated with the amount of screens that they are running in the dump off plays. But you, if you're going to run any of those plays. The handful of them that you call need to be to Jalen Waddle because the ball needs to be in his hands, and we need to try to open up something for him. Um, so whenever you know, if, if you're going to take a few shots like that a game and get it over to him and see if he can make something happen, then you can't blame him because you need to get the ball in your in your best offensive player's hands and, and see what happens. Um, but I, I, I look for them to hopefully take some deep shots, at least you know try it a few times and see what happens. Um, I'm not going to be worried about Tua throwing a bunch of interceptions. I, I want to see him throw the ball up. In, in, unless something is wrong with his passing game if, from the ribs, um, I'm, I'm going to go out and I'm going to just, you know, I'll say that I hope that there's not, but I, we have to go into this game expecting like there's not going to be anything wrong since he's out there. Uh, so we need to expect high-level play. And if we don't get that, we can talk about why afterward. 
but that's that's still from from what this team has said, what this team has done so far. Uh, we shouldn't expect anything less than them trying to turn it around and, and put a good product on the field. Uh, we need to see some of the other receivers get involved more as well. I already mentioned Albert Wilson. We need to see him get involved more and stop dropping the ball. Um, Devontae Parker has looked pretty good this year at times. He was very involved with Jacoby Brissett uh, the the game before last. Uh, whenever, whenever, uh, whenever the, you know they targeted him quite a bit. So uh, seeing Devontae, you know, work a lot of those those in routes, those slant routes. Uh, they're, they're trying they're trying to get him open, which is nice, and, and create that separation for him. They've done a pretty good job of it. So. I think using him in a similar fashion is going to be the way to go. Uh, even if you have to work him in to cut him over the middle with that big body uh, to, to, to just to try to get him open, and you can work Waddle and Albert Wilson on the sides as kind of that speed, you know. Um, so th- there's there's plenty of things that they can do. Um, we're just going to have to see if, uh, if they're able to, to put enough points up because it, I, I don't know if it's going to take a huge amount of points to be able to beat this Jacksonville team, but we can't see another situation like we saw at times last year or even in the Patriots game, if you want to if you want to call it that, to where you come out and the offense doesn't look great, but they put up just enough points where the defense can hold on and, and, and they can win by a short margin. And uh, a win's going to be a win, and we, they need to get that certainly, but uh, I, I think that they do at least need to uh, show the ability um, to, to to say that they're they're turning this offense around and that we're, we're seeing things you know go in the right direction instead of being stagnant and we're just able to barely pull out wins uh, with the secondary we'll have to we'll have to see what happens with Xavier Howard I'll be watching him quite a bit in this game um, I think that with with the interceptions that Trevor Lawrence has thrown so far this year, uh, being a rookie, uh, you know, Brian Flores does very good against rookie quarterbacks uh, for the most part. You know, we saw him win against Justin Herbert last year. Uh, he beat Mac Jones in that first game. So um, defensively, you know, they have a lot of schemes and a lot of things that they can throw at you. And so that, that could do a good job of, of, of confusing Trevor Lawrence at least a little bit at times to where you know, we can see the secondary take advantage of that. And... You know, this is still a team that can get a lot of turnovers, and uh, it's it's a game where you can see you can see you know the the Xavier Howards, the Brandon Jones, the the Byron Jones, the uh, the Hollins. You you could you could see them get interceptions. Um, so that's going to be a big point is that they're going to have to create those mistakes and those possible turnovers uh, from the other team and, and get the offense you know some more possessions. That's that's going to be. Um, should be a focal point that they're going to discuss throughout this week because there, there are plenty of opportunities there. But but really, I just can't say it enough that that uh, it's a big week. And I'm, I'm kind of getting a little bit of a second wind uh, with the idea of Tua coming back. And part of that is because I do, you know, I do like him and I want him to succeed. Um, so I'm going to bring a little extra energy, a little extra energy, a little bit of optimism uh, going into this because we've already seen the bad, but let's see if we can see some good. And if we can't, uh, we'll talk about how we can fix it, hopefully. And uh, hopefully, 
hopefully we'll see some sort of changes if we have to, but we'll tackle that bridge whenever we get there. Um, we'll come back and, and, and talk about this Jacksonville game next week. Uh, excited to see the early games, so everybody tune in early morning. Don't forget, watch that uh, watch that London game. Uh, always, always cool to see them play over there, all the fans that show up. So I know some people don't like the London game, and I'm just kind of you know indifferent to it either way, but... It's always cool to see your team play in a, in a different little setup like that with a little bit of a national spotlight on them. So, uh, going to be their chance to really show them something, you know, show themselves out to be a, a potentially good team going forward. So, everybody get up, everybody cheer loud. If we're able to string something together, we'll come back. We'll talk about the Atlanta Falcons game, which, hey, you know, everybody says the winnable games. And this is going to be another winnable game that you can circle down. But you got to tackle the one in front of you first. But until then, next week, look me up on Facebook. Be the New Beginnings Podcast Facebook page. Get on there, like the page. I drop all the new episodes on there. Uh, you can find them on any other platform where you listen to podcasts as well. Send me a message on Facebook. Talk about. Uh, you can ask me to talk about any certain uh, topic that you want to hear discussed. Uh, any questions you may have or want answered, feel free to reach out to me. But until next week, I'm Tyler Moss. This is the New Beginnings Podcast, a Miami Dolphins podcast. Fins up, everybody. Enjoy the game, and good luck. <laughs>